This is the Clan Mel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Hiya, it's Mark here with news on a brand new podcast for the town, simply called the Clonmel Podcast. Now, it's a follow-on from the Clonmel Community Podcast update, which you may have heard about during the COVID-19 pandemic, which I still can't believe is still on. Hope you're doing okay and keeping well, by the way. And I know what you're thinking right now. Who's this bloke coming on here with the dodgy accent telling us about Clonmel, our town? Well, do you know what? Let me give you a bit of a backstory about myself, first of all. So, I wasn't born in Clonmel, but both my parents were. They're from the town. And many years ago, back in the 50s, when work was pretty scarce in Clonmel, they went over to London to find work. I was born and brought up in London with my brother and sisters. Let me just say, brought up in an Irish household. Oh yes, I remember listening to the Furies and Davy Arthur and the Wolf Tones and Brendan Grace doing his bottler impressions on an old cassette player that we had in our living room as well. Now, most summers when we could afford to, when my parents could afford to, we would come over to Clonmel. Or as my mum and dad would say, we're going home to Clonmel this summer. And when you're 10 years of age, that's very exciting because I wouldn't have gone abroad when I was younger. We couldn't afford to. We didn't head off to Spain or places like that. We came home to Clonmel. That big old car journey along the M4 to Fishguard, over on the ferry. And then you'd arrive in Rosslare Harbour on a summer's evening, maybe on a Saturday, drive along the N24 to arrive in Clonmel. And you knew you were really close when you came across the Bournemouth factory and you're going, oh my God, the butterflies just start to go in your stomach thinking, wow, we're here at long last. And it's quite funny because our first port of call will be to go and see my Auntie Mary and sleep them on road. Now they had a TV in their house, in their living room. It would have been one of those old wooden tellies up on a shelf, high up on a shelf in their sitting room. And Saturday night back then was... Dallas Knight. Who shot JR? Yeah, who did shoot JR? So their TV was high up on a shelf in the room. So when <laughs> when you'd walk in, they'd all be staring up at the ceiling, watching Dallas. Well, they'd say, hey, how you doing? My Auntie Mary would give us a big old bear hug and serve us up some delicious food. Not that we expected it, but that's just the kind of person she was. And boy, did she serve you big dinners. And when you're a kid... It was like a mountain of food. And you're thinking in your head, oh my God, how am I going to eat all this? I don't want to offend my Auntie Mary. But what happened is your dad would help you out. That was some good news. You're not eating that, son? I'll have that. (laughs) We'd stay then in, it would have been my grandfather's house in Father Matthew Terrace. And back then, he'd passed away and the house was a bit of a state. In fact, it was so bad that the kids in the cul-de-sac called it the haunted house. They'd say... That English kid's back again. Can't understand a word he's saying, though. He speaks too quickly. In a funny accent. Yeah, that was me. (laughs) With the funny accent. And it was so great because kids had so much more freedom here than in London. And we were playing out till like 12 o'clock at night. This was amazing. Runouts and whatever else we could do. I also remember my older relations coming down, having a few drinks with my parents. And then they'd start telling ghost stories and the creepy old house we were staying in and my dad would say right son it's time you went to bed (laughs) i was never so scared staying in this old house no carpet floorboards old windows and bushes outside banging on the window when it got a bit windy but you know what the tatoes and red lemonade made up for that the next day 
We'd also go along and visit my other cousins. So many of them are having Clonmel. You know who you are. A big shout out to you. So we'd spend two weeks in Clonmel, travelling around, going to the beach, Tremor, Balmain, Clonay, taking trips up the Cumras, visiting Patrick's Well, Sandybanks, walks along the river, which is now the Blue Way, heading over the old Wildy there by the water factory where the old railway line used to be. Carey's Castle, but also just having a fantastic time. And you know what? One thing I hated was going back to London. I used to get quite sad, so I always made a pact. I said to myself one day that I'm going to come over to Clomel and live here. And after many years of my dad saying, we're going back to live in Clomel next year. We're going to move back next year, Maggie. That's my mum, by the way. It never materialised. Well, they're back here now. They retired here. But I said, you know what? I will. And I was working in London, and I packed up my job. And I came over to Ireland, to Clonmel. Let me just say, it wasn't easy. There wasn't much work back here then. But one day, I took a walk around the town, knocking on doors to see if there was any work going. And lo and behold, I did. Quirks Furniture, Parnell Street there, where the new Coco's Cafe is. I got a job as a French polisher. What the hell is that? I had no idea what that was. Restoring furniture. Posh way, I suppose without putting on a French accent because I can't do one of those. I was also delivering furniture, unloading trucks. But you know what? I was happy. I was here in Clonmel and it was a job. I also did security work with a big Alsatian dog in the back of a van. That's a story for another podcast. Believe me, the van was shaking from side to side. This dog was so big. It was like a lion and frightened the life out of me. I also got a job working in Knocklofty House as a fitness instructor, lifeguard, and pretending I could teach tennis when I couldn't. But you know the way you bluff yourself into these jobs. What experience do you have? Well, I was a ball boy at Wimbledon. Honestly. I watched all the pros. Then one day someone said to me, do you fancy being on the radio? They're looking for people. I went, what? Working on the radio? I couldn't do that. Talk in front of a microphone to people. That had frightened the bejesus out of me. Anyway, I gave it a go and it was another scary experience, which is probably worthy of another podcast as well. There's stories there I could tell. But it worked out. Got a job in local radio, went on to national radio, and still working in local radio today, which I do love. So, in a nutshell, that is basically it. I've been in Clonmel for many, many years. I love this town. This is my home. So whether you're born and bred in the town, or have moved to Clonmel, this is your podcast. Your town. Your podcast. Now, what's going to be happening on the podcast? Well, there'll be news and information about Clonmel, events that might be happening around the town, which is where I'll need your help, your input as well. I have a Facebook page, the Clonmel Podcast Facebook page, where you'll also find the podcast every single Friday. It will be there for you to listen to. Like and share the page, like and share the podcast. There'll also be interviews with people, business people, people who have a story to tell about Clonmel, maybe old Clonmel. Oh, if you're a band or singer, I would like to hear from you. Let's highlight your music on the podcast, especially if it is your own music. So do keep an eye on the Facebook page for more details on that. I'm very excited about doing this. And I hope you'll enjoy the podcast every week as well. So until next time, this is Mark saying thank you for listening. And I'll speak to you again very soon with The Clonmel Podcast, Episode 1. In the meantime, look after yourself and stay safe. The Clum Mill Podcast.